This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome everyone, and welcome back to uh, another episode of Remarkable Results Radio and the Town Hall Academy, the only single subject forum that's been around for 200, uh, 300 weeks. Call me crazy, but we love to do this. I've got a great show for you today. Alignments. Alignments. We've never actually done a full show on alignments, talking about the numbers, the rates, the return on investment with the equipment that you buy. I've got a great panel. I'd love to introduce them to you. Joe Hansen, Gordy's Garage uh, in Roseville, Michigan. Joe, I've lost track. Is it three shops now? Currently, yes. Three shops. I love when people say that. I can't tell you anything else, but currently I have three. Jim Fleshman, Automotive Alley Arcade, New York. Jim. Thanks, Carm. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Tom Ciortino, Total Automotive, Tonawanda, New York. Hey, Tom. How's everybody today? We are good. Ready to talk about alignments. I, I want to give a high five and a shout out to Shopware. Are you sick of switching to email to send a status update? Really, what century are we in? Stop wasting time by working in multiple applications when Shopware lets you do it right inside the repair order. Get Shopware.com. Hey, did you clean the fuel tank the last time you replaced a fuel pump? What? Contamination buildup in the tank not only impacts the vehicle's performance, but it can also damage the fuel pump. Clean the fuel tank in five minutes with Delphi Technologies Fuel Tank Cleaning Tool. I had it in my hands. Actually, I have one. I have one here in the studio. Well, it's in, it's in the office. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. A month ago, Jim Fleischman, Tom Ciortino, and the Buffalo Independent Networking Group got together, and they were talking about alignments. So where do you think Carm gets all these great show ideas, guys? If I hang out with the industry, you know, arm in arm, and I listened, and I learned, and it was a fascinating, and I said, we got to get Jim and Tom in, and I know that Joe spent some pretty decent bucks a while back on one of those really cool hunter alignment uh, racks and drivovers, and it really changed his business with alignment. So I think we can all learn an awful lot from this. Joe, in order to set up the dialogue, I want you to start. You brought some charts with you on uh, what it's costing you to do this, what you, your ROI is on this equipment, and how many alignments you've done because of it. But there's so many other things to talk about. So let me let you start. Yeah. So uh, about a year ago, we were introduced to the hunter alignment lane check. And we were looking for other ways to give our customers a different experience, if you will, versus uh, the same experience that you get uh, the norm, right? So one of the advantages of the location that we put the hunter lane check in is we have a drive-in lane. We felt like, hey, we could take advantage of this. And we started looking for ways to do that. And that's when Hunter came in, they showed us the the hunter lane check. And I thought, man, this is totally different, right? Like many dealerships have this equipment. And I thought, well, what if we could uh, have enough car count and, and put this equipment in right here in, in this lane check, we could give customers an immediate result. It would bring in transparency, which which is very important to us. Uh, and, and that customer would, they would not be expecting that. In addition to that, it completely changed the amount of time, obviously, it took to check an alignment. Without an alignment check machine, you, you have to bring that vehicle in and and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good 10 minutes or so before you can uh, get those readings. Whereas with this, it was instant. The customer was given the results before they even got to the write-up counter. And so we were like, hey, this seems like it, it'll work. So the car count we had supported it and it, the return on investment's been faster than we thought. Before we bought the machine, we said, okay, well, we need to have a game plan. We got to 
figure out, is this going to give us the return on investment within a, a reasonable time? And I figured if it was 18 months to two year return on investment, I, I'd be good with that. Um, so what we did is we started, we had the lane check machine for two weeks. They gave it to us two or three weeks where we could actually just use it. And what we found is that if you look at the cost of the machine was uh, 53000 we pay 1.1 hours labor to do an alignment, and our labor cost averages about 38 That's probably about average industry. Our cost was $42 at 1.1 hours. So, And if you look to the next box, the alignment possibilities, it was like, okay, well, our car count at, our, at this location is about 4,800 cars a year. Based on the alignment machine uh, actual testing, it was 63% of the cars needed some sort of an alignment so that gave us 3,047 opportunities. And then the projected close rate, I figure 50-50, so we went a little low, 48%. And then so the alignments that would be needed and sold would be 1,462. So if you move over to the lower left column, our alignment price is 99. We can talk about that later. That would be a revenue of 113, the gross profit of 52,000. So divide that into $53,000. And we thought, okay, well, how many days are we open a year? How many alignments are we doing? Would we be doing per day? And then the current alignment that we are doing was one alignment a day, roughly is about 23 alignments a day or alignments a month that we were doing. And then that moved into the net alignment. So I didn't want to just measure our current business to get the ROI. I wanted additional business. So that would give us a new number of alignments of four a day. Um, and that would be um, gross profit per alignment was $57, right? So that uh, gave us a one-year ROI. So I thought, if that plan worked, I'm good with that. Even if it took double that, I'm still good with it because of the experience that that customer would get. And what we found is it worked, right? We It's a little hard to measure. I mean, if you go to the next uh, slide, you can see the increase in our alignments, but there's a lot of other a lot of other factors, all those intangibles that you can't really measure, right? So if you look at January, February, we didn't have the Hunter Lane check machine. And then if you look at uh, the rest of the months we did, Habit. So it, 188% increase in alignments. And along with alignments, we know what we get front end work, steering suspension, all that other stuff that's tough to link back to the alignment itself. But if we're doing that many more alignments, that means that many more cars were on the rack, that many more inspections happened, and uh, there was a lot of sales. So when you look at that, what we found is that the biggest thing that drives the alignments getting done is process. Because if we didn't follow our proven process, that was taught by Hunter and, and, and just what we found on our own, that it still wouldn't work even with this awesome equipment. Proof of that, if you look in uh, September, we fell look down to 42 alignments. That's like not good. And what we found is that we were not running every car through that lane check machine. We were, or we were running it through and the customer wasn't present when we were doing it. So they were dropping it off, then we'd run it through. We found that you have to run every car through, you have to run every car through when the customer's there, and you have to give every customer the results before they get to that service advisor. You got to show them the results. And then we had a meeting, and then we went, went at it the next month, and in October, we were back up to 73. So process matters. So Joe... You had mentioned about the customer experience. You wanted to make sure that the customer had the sure. right experience. So, and you have three stores. How long was it in this particular store? And did you put it in the other stores, or is that your plan? Or, or the facility won't accept it? It, it you know, the yeah, way so it's laid out. Great question. So, the other facilities, one of the other facilities has the car count, but not the. I'm still debating whether I'll put it in there just because of the, again, it's about the process. So, it's got to be, I don't want to say convenient, but it has to be feasible, right? So running right. that car through that lane check every time is that's the only way it's going to work. So that requires a whole lane, if you will. I have to figure that out. But all things being equal, I would have in any store I ever had. 
if wow. I had the setup for sure. And I don't care if it was a hundred grand, I would do it. Yeah, no, it's touchless and, and the information it comes from is priceless. So no. It records the cars too. So if a car comes in with, I don't want to look negative, but it does save us, you know, from dents, dings, scratches, and that was there, wasn't there before you worked on it. It records it all. So it's all saved on the cloud yeah, as well. It has side cameras, correct? It right down, right through the poles. Yeah, it's really neat. So the, the concept real quick is it drives through, the cameras record the car, the cameras take the license plate and they take the license plate, send it to DMV that decodes it to a uh, hunter and gets the VIN. And then the results come down onto the, each of the service advisors. Uh, uh, we have a big lane check monitor behind our service advisors at that store. And so they see the results of that as they walk in and it happens just instantly. Does that integrate with your shop management system? No, not currently. I know they've talked okay. about it, but not currently. If it did, I don't know that it, it would be nice, but I don't know that it would make us more I don't know how much more money we'd make. I think a lot of manufacturers are going that way right now to kind of have that drive-through experience, put all the information in one piece of paper that you can give the customer or one file that you can put it down to the work order. Guys, I want to make a point to what Joe did to discover his return on investment. And I talk about this a lot, and I actually did it a lot back in the day for me, is you get out a yellow pad and a calculator and you put the numbers on a piece of paper and you sometimes just can't make a gut decision on buying something where you're not quite sure it's, it's significant money, 50 some thousand dollars, significant money. And what are our goals in order to capture enough gross margin to end up paying for it? And so, Joe, after 365 days, baby, I mean, everything is gravy for that. Yeah. I mean, it paid for itself before that. It was interesting because one of our vendors great vendor. And they, uh, they said, well, here, put it in and we'll, you can make 12 months of payments or whatever on it. And we're like, okay. And it didn't take 12 months. We just gone. So that was even better, right? No, no interest in all that. So we just, we did that and it was, it paid off fast, very fast. Tom, I know you recently have some new alignment equipment, right? We're actually just, uh, purchasing the ADAS assist, uh, system from Autel, which is going to incorporate alignment into the ADAS system. And you recently went to an ADAS training class and came back all fired up about alignments. Yeah, I just spent uh, four days down in Philadelphia. I toured some incredible shops down there in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And then I went down to Allentown for uh, Super Saturday. was in Philadelphia. Took uh, two classes while I was down there, ADAS related. But the moral of the story was is how important alignments are in relationship to the ADAS calibrations from the steering angle sensor to even just the thrust angle being off on the car. If you do a large thrust angle adjustment, you're going to have to calibrate these ADAS systems and how they work together. So we spent a lot of time in training on how those all work together in the big picture. So let's talk about pricing. Jim, I know at that meeting, should we charge book? What's our menu price? If we have anything, is is an alignment $9,929? We were talking before we turned on all of the recorders, and Joe, I think you were saying that it seems to be a competitive thing. It is. There's a lot of big chains around us, just like anywhere. I'm not saying we're different. Right. I'm just saying that that that's a, when we did our research on this. I thought, admittedly, some of it might have the price might have been driven by I'm buying this machine. I, I need to make sure we have some alignments in here, right? Let's not ignore that fear that I had because it's real. But I probably could raise the price and I don't know that it would change the results looking back now. Maybe I could have made a little more money, but I just found that that was the sweet spot for the area. And I knew that it was pretty much a guarantee. 
this will probably ruffle some feathers, but we charge the same. I know some people say there's a two wheel and a four wheel alignment. It's $99. Our techs get 1.1, whether it takes them 10 minutes or an hour. And it's worked out. We haven't had any kickback. Now, if we get into doing some deeper adjustments, of course, that's extra. But for just set and tow, you know, quick four wheel, two wheel, whatever adjustments need to be made, it's $99. How far do you go, Joe, before you get that call and uh, the service writers or the technicians say, hey, it's, yeah, we've used up our hour. Uh, Unfortunately, we're going to need more time. How far do you tell the team Keep going. You have to stop when you're in half an hour and you, you know we have yeah. to make adjustments. What uh, is your protocol? Yeah, half hour, 45 minutes. I mean, we use our best judgment at that point. We'll address it then, you know. But if it's going in at 35, 40, 45 minutes and there's still a lot to do, obviously that's either, a, you know, it's something's bent or there's it's rusted real bad right. or, you know, we have to get torches out. That's extra, of course. Rust. Rust we're in a, Michigan, yeah, so it's yeah, a lot of Rust that. is something that everybody on this podcast uh, yeah. can relate to. So, right. I mean, we, we have it here, you have it up there. I don't know how severe you have it, but I think we're all going through the same issues yeah. in regards to the vehicles and, and some of the situations that we get in where adjusters are seized up and we got to get the torch out. I think one of the terms that I thought was quite interesting that was brought up at our last meeting was rustification. I said rustation. I said rustation? <laughs> rustation. <laughs> rustration factor. Yeah, the rustration factor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you got to charge for the rustration factor is what it was. And <laughs> so it was kind of interesting. I never heard that uh, thrown in that manner before. I think, was it you, Carm? I think it was me because on the notes that I took for this thing, I wrote rustation down and it's just reminding me frustration, alignments, rustration. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, stop guessing and get working on the next car or the opportunity to buy a second shop. Now, once you can see through the fog of numbers coming at you all day, you use less brain power to make better decisions. Start with reading the gauges on every bay and every tech with Shopware's Capacity Dashboard. Now, it makes it easy to see where you can squeeze in one more repair. Then get an overview of every business metric in your shop. Build your reports your way so the numbers that drive you jump out at you whenever you need them. Even if you add more shops to your operation, all the numbers end up consolidated by location or any way you want to slice and dice them. You're in control every step of the way, customizing as you go. Get a clear view. Get more profits. Get Shopware.com. As the trusted aftermarket brand for over 100 years, Delphi Technologies is by your side for every step of the repair process. The Delphi journey doesn't stop once the parts are ordered. Wherever your journey takes you, our quality parts gives you ease of mind when getting your customer's vehicle back on the road. Technicians know and trust Delphi as a quality brand. Each product undergoes rigorous testing to not only meet OE standards, but also enhance it in each opportunity. From 700 hours of spray testing on chassis components to fuel pumps tested for reliability up to 150,000 miles. And safety and reliability is paramount to help vehicles drive cleaner, better, and further throughout their lives. Delphi is also committed in developing products and services to prepare technicians for the future. Take advantage of how-to videos on YouTube, technician-led trainings, and our technical support line and more. Turn to the aftermarket parts supplier with over 100 years of OEM trust and quality. Learn more about Delphi. Visit DelphiAftermarket.com. 
typically we let this client know ahead of time that, hey, this is a starting point. If it needs more, then there's going to be some additional time added to that. So I don't know how you guys deal with that, but it's sold up front on our end. Usually what we'll do is if we take a pre-alignment check and we'll do the uh, roll the car for the first time and check the readings. If we see we got to do camber adjustments and it's on a truck or there's something that's going to require cams, we'll sell that up front before we even start the alignment. Customer says no at that point, we charge them for an alignment check and be done with it. Especially, Joe, you probably have an advantage because you're rolling it through the lane. You know kind of what the readings are starting. You, you could have that leg up on selling extra additional adjustments right up front. Sure. And we do at, at that location for sure. We do the other ones though. It's the same thing. We got to, you know, got to roll them and get the readings. And then as you guys know, I mean, that takes time, takes resources. So we got to make up for that. Just a quick conversation at the front counter, you're pre-qualifying somebody if they're even thinking remotely of investing in their car, if letting them know ahead of time and they identify, well, geez, it's going to be more than $100. I don't want to do it. You know, is that the person you want to have tied up on your rack when you go to adjust something and it breaks? Right. So that's um, a good precursor too. like, I mean, again, it's more than just an alignment check because you get like you just said, Jim, it tells you a lot about that customer because you're handing them something that needs to be addressed on their vehicle. And if they're like, oh, I'm not putting a nickel into that thing, it's then you're like, okay, we're still going to do our inspection because that's what we say we do. But Let's move along here, right? Let's. Yeah, let's, we pre-qualified. I mean, yeah. Not, I mean, it's you don't want to prejudge. We but have to. Yeah, yeah we I have mean, to. If not, maybe pre-qualify. I like to look at it as okay. It's going to take now. This customer just told me no on alignment check, and if we find a bunch of other stuff, at least you know that advisor needs to know that I need to be on my game in order to properly advise and be transparent with this customer on the things that are wrong with their vehicle. Because if we prejudge them, if they, let's say they say, I don't want it. I don't want to invest in alignment on that car. And then our advisor takes that mentality through the whole sales process and there's loose tie rods or something dangerous. We've just done a disservice. We're not being transparent. Right. So we still have no, to, I agree. yeah, I agree. we still have no, to be like, right. We still have to be transparent, but we need to be really, not that we shouldn't be in our A game, but that advisor really needs to go, okay, I know how this guy is already. I need to use all my training, all my stuff, and I got to make this work. You know, that you bring up the whole safety issue. One of the things we went over this week was how an alignment can affect an ADAS system. And mm-hmm. an interesting stat that stuck out to me was at 25 miles an hour, if the forward-facing camera is one degree off, the emergency braking, that object will be hit at 19 miles an hour if it's just one degree off from 25 miles an hour instead of stopping. So, I mean, we could potentially do an alignment and make an adjustment that affects the ADAS and be liable down the road for an accident just because we did an alignment. Knowledge at the counter, service writers, you know, like you said, have to bring their A game now because one little adjustment, one little thing we do can affect safety. Tom, when you did the ADAS uh, class, did they have the whole, they had the, was the big scanner on there, right? And then they had the the whole setup. Yeah, they did demos. Actually, it was kind of very interesting how they did it. Super Saturday, they had five different vendors and they actually had all the different equipment and they rotated them about once an hour. They set up a different piece of equipment to show you how to do it. But the actual class that I went through, um, Eric Ziegler ran it. I think, Carm, you might know him. Sure do. He ran the class and it was five hour class, longest class I've ever sat through. And he only got through about one third of the material in five hours. That's how important it was. And the book is probably about 250 pages. 
that I brought home with me to read. Talked a lot about liability, talked about training, talked about knowing how the systems interact and what they do. And some of the advancements that's coming down the road are pretty interesting. But uh, emergency braking was probably the number one requested system. And that can be affected by alignment. Tom, thank you for bringing... We had five hours worth of material, got through, would you say, a, just a, maybe two hours, three, two and a half hours of it, to the point that, it, since I know Eric, he probably only went as fast as the class was willing to absorb or the questions that continue to come out, right? Yep. It was more material that we could ever uh, absorb in five hours that we were there, an ongoing training. And when you stop and ask questions, and Eric's helping you in the, the whole place is working together for an answer or a solution, you learn so much more that way. Smart to say, listen, I'll I'll pick up the rest of the book later. Hey guys, part of my takeaway on this last segment, which I thought was phenomenal. Thank you for all the the brain power here. Joe, I want to go back to, okay, people are calling us. We're telling them it's 99 bucks and it's competitive out there. Some guys are at 89. You know that you've got a state-of-the-art piece of equipment that probably the $99 guys don't have. And I know we talk so much about DVI and we'd love to change its name to, you know, to be more understanding of what we produce for them. Listen, how do you know you need an alignment? Ding! Okay. We have a computer assist device that we were going to put your vehicle through to tell us really if you are on or you're off, how bad it is. We're going to take all kinds of great measurements and uh, it's 129 bucks. My point is, is, Do we quote and hang up or do we, before we quote, do we explain we have some of the highest tech equipment out there? I think that that line is overused maybe because everybody's saying they got the latest technology, they got this, that. I think that if we look at what's the advantage to the customer um, and then what's our advantage, right? So the advantage to the customer is I can give them an alignment inspection uh, within 30 seconds. So I simply say, hey, you got 30 seconds, just swing on by, I'll run it through the machine. I'll let you know if we even need to get into pricing. You may not even need an alignment. You might have something else. I, I don't know, but let's just check that alignment out. And then once they see and have that experience of driving through and we show them the results instantly, we have a really good chance of moving that customer to the next step. On the other side, when you say 99, you know, versus 129, it's like, all right, well, that's true. And I probably could raise the price. I like to stay consistent amongst the stores though. I don't want them different at different stores. So that's a factor. But the other thing is, yeah, if it's 99 and I can run them through this machine in 30 seconds, I'm more efficient than the other stores, right? So, or the other, the competition. So I don't have that, that time invested. What's wrong with 99, right? I can get them in, I can get it checked, I can get on the hoist. I'm not looking to do alignments. I'm looking to make sure that vehicle's safe, right? And that's just one component of it. So I can get it in, get them a test, get them on the rack and do an inspection. And there's all this other stuff I can sell. To me, it's like, it's almost like the, uh, you know, we used to advertise for oil services and, you know, people come in and, you know, then we go from there. And this, the alignments and ADOS is going to be the same thing. Great point, uh, Joe. I appreciate that. Jim, no doubt how long you're going to keep the car, but to find out driving habits really helps you drive your alignment strategy for that customer. Well, what we see, uh, especially in New York, is uh, we have potholes. Joe, obviously, you you know, you can relate. You have the same scenario. But in New York, if somebody says, hey, I'm driving to my commute is an hour a day, uh, and typically their drive is straight, we would be making adjustments or looking at their tire wear and trying to get the alignment set up for their specific style. You know, having the right people that understand what the angles and you know, making sure the technicians know what camber and caster and tow are and what they do and what are the effects on the vehicle when they're not correct. 
is important. So, I mean, a manufacturer sets up a car to be the best handling characteristic uh, for the situation for everybody. So if you, I think you use a van or I use a SUV, they try to put a generic setup in the car when we can make it better to make the tires wear better and the car is going to get better fuel economy and the customer is going to see it, especially in today's world with the price of fuel and then tires. I mean, getting the right set of tires on there is important. I think if we have the right people, I don't know what you guys are doing for training in regards to making sure the people that are doing those alignments understand what the numbers are. I'm a big proponent of making sure they know what the numbers are, not so much what the colors are, because the colors are kind of a misleading part of this industry is everyone says the stereotypical term would be if it's in the green, it's good. When we know that we can make this better for the customer and their habits by having it in the red, but the manufacturer wants it over here. The colors are dictated by the software. So same with the customer uh, physical attributes, I think would be a good way to put that as well. I don't know if you ever had to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody sit in the car while you did it. We have done that. I mean, if you aren't paying attention to in this industry, you pull a pickup truck on the alignment rack and you don't look at the back of that truck and see that there's a hitch on the back and it looks like it's very used. And their complaint is, hey, this thing is always eating tires up or it has a snowplow frame on the front. There's vehicles that we've put alignments in that are different for the winter as for the summer. Why? Because the particular person drives around with a a plow on the front and doesn't take it off until the snow's gone. So with the plow on it, it'll chew the tires off. And with the plow off of it, it'll have good tire wear. So we'll change that alignment just for those specific situations. We have an ambulance company that that we have the fleet account for alignments on them, and we've changed the specs so that they can maximize their tire wear. Right. And there's numerous, numerous places out there that do alignments and they'll charge the alignment price and it's in the green. But we all know it's, you have to understand the numbers. If you don't understand the numbers, the disservice is what's happening. Somebody's getting paid for alignment that didn't do what is needed for that car. So, and most people don't have a problem paying more for the time invested knowing that it's done right the first time and that the benefits are going to be for tire wear and fuel economy and and all of this stuff. Uh, As long as it's brought up front and somebody knows that it's going to be significantly more than the base price, you know, like Joe, you You'd mention 99. Well, we're right with you. And Tom, you're one, you're over that. You're over the $100 mark, which as long as somebody knows it's more, we end up in that situation. Jim, you bring up a very good point, you know, about just putting it in the green. A lot of younger techs, when they start in this business, they come in and you teach them how to do alignments and they see the green and just put it in the green. And a lot of times they're not taught or trained what those numbers mean and how you can play with those numbers. And and that becomes a training issue, um, especially with your younger, newer techs in the business that don't have the experience level. Let's close this out. I loved it. We've never done a, a full uh, town hall on, on alignments. Let's bring to a conclusion. Is there anything on your talking points, guys, that you'd love to make? Let me go with uh, Tom first, Jim, and then Joe. Tom, what else should we learn from you? It was brought up early on about the process and having a process on alignments and Once you get that process set and your staff follows the process, you're going to find more alignments. You're going to provide a better service for your customers. And it's like anything we do. You know, we have a process for oil changes and and brake jobs and everything else. Alignments are no different. Great point. I wrote the word process down here a couple of times as you guys talked about it. Jim? 
I think one of the things that we talk about at our facility is uh, when we see the person has come in or set an appointment for an alignment, the question is always to be asked, why? Why does somebody think they need alignment? If we don't ask those questions, then when it comes in for the alignment, we're not going to fix what they wanted. So it's important for us to always ask that. I mean, we make the joke about uh, nobody just calls up and wants to spend money. They're calling up to say, I need an alignment. But if we don't ask why, the person's going to be back complaining. Like, my car still wears tires. And well, we didn't know that's what you were going after. So we have to make sure that we're always asking those questions on the front end. Why do you think you need alignment? Oh, a friend of mine told me that they looked at my tires as an example, and they're wearing funny. Okay. Or a friend of mine said, or I had it looked at by another shop that doesn't have an alignment machine. But those are things that we are constantly asking and making sure that we ask those questions to the customer so or clients. So we make sure that that's a high priority. Thank you, Jim. Uh, great point. Great point. Joe, are you selling any more tires? Yeah, it goes along with it, right? So um, one of the things that I think that as we move forward in this industry and we're all looking for help and, you know, I think we have to embrace some of the changes, even though they might not be that great, but there's a lot of positives going on here. Number one, I think that when you look at the intervals that cars have to come in now, it's a lot less, right? Because we're using full synthetic oil, so it's taking longer for the cars to come in. Uh, So the car counts are changing. We don't do as many oil services as we used to. And that used to be what the entry-level technician would come in, right? They come in, they learn oil changes, they'd be a general service tech, they would go from there. And as we all know, we're challenged with finding good help and, and keeping people interested. And we're competing with other industries. We're competing with electricians, with plumbers and all of that. So with this cool technology, with ADOS coming in big and strong, with the, the Hunter alignment check or whatever, whatever technology you're using to check these cars out, we can now take these general service techs or tech apprentices and we can put them into ADOS training. And it's cool. It's exciting for them because even that Autel unit that uh, I had the demo at it at the Napa Expo and I was ready to go. If I could fit an airplane, I wanted to bring it home with me. I thought it was so cool. It just, and I'm th- thinking like this is the new entry level that we can bring the young people in with to teach them ADOS, all this stuff, provided the right training, of course. Right. But this is the kind of thing that is going to interest this next generation, I believe, because they're on their tablets. They're they're going to pick it up fast. So, hey, let's roll with that. Let's take this ADOS and alignment check technology and let's introduce them to that because we're not going to need them, like we said, for these oil changes and oil services as often as we used to. Now we're going to bring them in, I believe, with this kind of technology and get them interested. So I think there's a huge opportunity here with this new technology coming out. Many know Justin Allen. He's a hunter rep and he's done a show on the network, the aftermarket radio network. But I'm going to have him on in a future show to talk about investing in equipment. And Joe, very much like what you did for your ROI. I don't know. Shop owners that have great accountants will help them with some of the math, but there's a lot of them on the sidelines that maybe don't see or talk to their accountant for but twice a year, need to know and understand how to calculate this. So if you are listening through audio and you know that Joe brought some charts with him, just go to the YouTube channel or go to the show notes and click on the YouTube link and you'll be able to actually see all the stuff that Joe did. Guys, thank you so much for this show, Alignments, the Numbers, Rates, and ROI, and Rust, what did I say, Rustification? Rustification. Rustification. <laughs> Rustification. Joe Hansen from Gordy's Garage, multi-shop owner in Roseville, Michigan. Jim Fleshman, Automotive Alley, Arcade, New York. Tom C. Ortino, Total Automotive, Tonawanda, New York. Guys, thank you so much for your wisdom. 
Thanks, Thanks guys. Yep. Thanks, Carm. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 